coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School, sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What up, what up? What's good, bro? Old school. Kenny Wilhite in the house again. Jay Foreman. Uh, Austin on the ones and twos. Old school. Brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese. Special ingredients at Butcher Shop. Located at 84th and Havelock. 80, every type of meat, every type of cut. Always go in there into the Butcher Shop and ask them, what's up, Kenny? What's popping on this beautiful day here in Lincoln? I wanted to ask your opinion right off the get-go. Uh-oh. One of the... Uh, Coming in hot. It's not even really that hot, oh, man. Okay. I just uh, I just fell on it, you know, fell into this, uh, you know, it was just chilling today. And then I opened up Twitter and I saw uh, ex-Husker was drafted in the USFL. I wanted your opinion on Adrian Martinez as just, well, let's just talk about the player, the person, A1, autom- A1 Automotive type of person. I'm just a, That's a shameless plug for A1 Automotive down there, one of our sponsors for the station in our uh, pregame show. But A1 guy, uh, A1 teammate, A1 person. So we don't even need to call that. That's You can cover that. You know, we cover that ad nauseum. I want to talk to you about Adrian Martinez, the quarterback that you saw up close and personal, and then the one that you saw maybe periodically. Obviously, not a lot of chance to see him as much as I did play at Kansas State. And uh, how he was able to parlay that into – you know, being drafted to the USFL, which I think is a great start for Adrian because I was imagining him going up to Canada and really doing some work up there. But USFL is going to give him a chance to play a little bit more, I guess, American style of football. I wonder your thoughts on overall as him as a player in college, Kansas State, and USFL. I'm so happy for uh, for AM2. We talked about it over break, bro. Um, like you said, class act, great kid, great family. But he's a good football player. I think oh, this, yeah. this will be a good opportunity for him to get film. Um, you said it also. You thought he'd go to the CFL. I don't. I don't think either three of those leagues—XFL, USFL, or CFL—I don't think he'd have a problem with excelling. Right. You know, this is his opportunity right now. Um, they, right. I got that news when I walked through the door and I text him. I'm waiting on the text back. But like you said, I've I've watched that kid as a freshman. Sophomore, mm-hmm. junior, give it everything he got for the University of Nebraska. Freshman year, he excelled. You know, he had a couple of pieces around him, uh, but I think he was underdeveloped. Right, and he took a lot of heat for things he didn't have control of, and he handled it professionally. Right. So I, I I'm so happy for that kid, and I think he should take advantage of this opportunity. Go show what he can do because I don't know if anybody in the NFL would have taken taken a chance on him with his injury history. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a, you know your best ability is your availability, especially at the quarterback position. Yes. It's a position that you have to be, 
you know, the first one in, last one out, especially in the building, especially when you're a young quarterback, you know, probably playing catch up, learning how to play at the pro level, the pro concepts and all that type of stuff. And just the reps, the amount of time that he's missed uh, over his career, you know, through spring, uh, you know, different coaches, different schemes, different expectations. You know, for him, he's never, I don't think, ever really got the truly to be like coached hard, I guess, or coached and developed at the same time and nurtured and pushed to 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 be better. You know, I think sadly enough, like a lot of guys that come into Nebraska, and I think some of it has to do with kids coming in and being overdeveloped in high school, they hit their apex right away. Right? You know, like a, they come in just poof that first first year, really good, hot out the gates. Then the expect then then the assumption is they'll continue to get better, and then they're getting compared to the all time greats. You got to think the the expectations that were that were put on him uh, were probably unfair, and that's why I always try to temper it when people start to talk about NFL guys and stuff like that. Sure, everybody has potential, and Adrian definitely earned some of the accolades that he got. But also with that, you have to – I think everybody in their career um, – I'm trying to think of just guys, that, you know, thinking of like Terrell Farley, myself, even Jason Peter, you know, Grant. You know, you have to be – I want to say humbled, but, you you know, you have to fight through something, whether you're not playing as much, you're splitting time with somebody, or you get a little injury or a big injury. Even like Amon Green, I know, he, you know, we were talking about him last week. You know, he had a little bit of fumble problems, you know, had a shoulder injury. He was splitting a lot of time. Uh, you know, people were questioning how fast he really was. Remember, he got real big, and then he needed to get leaned up. There's a lot of things that you need to go through to make you a great player, and I don't think Adrian was able to go through that. I think it was kind of, you know, the path was always really set for him, and I think he would have been a – I think it would have been a better for the team and for him for really to really have some steady influence, really to be coached and to be pushed. To, and surrounded by guys that lived up to their expectations as well. And that's also, I think, what, what hurts the quarterback position is as Adrian went, some guys were just okay with, with just hanging out and chilling and watching. And then that's also with some of the coaches too. They didn't really do the things they needed to do to, to really, really um, explore the heights that they could have really took Adrian. But it had to be, you know, you know, it's a 50-50 relationship. And I think Adrian's a perfect example of having a star player at time being so dominant. And it was just weird that he, when he said he didn't have a relationship with, with certain coaches on the staff, that just doesn't seem right. Cause I know coach Osborne and, and, and Tommy Frazier. And of course, obviously Scott Frost, uh, they, they were with each other all the time. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That relationship was there. You could see it, you know it. And so, uh, you know, but you got to wish them the best because he went to Kansas state. Um, I think, you know, he beat Oklahoma that one game. I yeah. think he played really well at, at times when he was healthy. Um, I think he provided a leadership with him. And you know what? I'll tell you this. He threw the ball a lot better in their system than I saw him throw the ball on a consistent basis throughout his career here. Because he, and, was, and, because he was being and, coached. Right. He was being developed. He wasn't right. allowed to be this type. You know, this is the way – this is how you're going to do it, and it will make you better as a player. Right, you know what I mean. So yeah. I mean that's a great staff down there, and he, they got a great a great player in, in Adrian. And as you, like you said, I had the opportunity to watch him a couple of games this year, and and I was I was I was so happy for that kid. Couldn't yeah, be more I mean, happy. I think, 
you know, I think what you what you saw from him is the offense curtailed to his strength. To his strength. When he played. The passing and running. Yep. And then you saw the efficiency, game in and game out, and consistency. Which is huge for quarterback position. If you if you know what you're getting every single week, and plus the receivers outside, they had some bigger receivers, which was weird. They had some big, strong, physical receivers. They ran the ball. Kansas State is is pretty physical, so and their defense is pretty good and got after it, obviously. So I think he fit right in right there. And what people need to understand also, Adrian came in and blew it up. But that doesn't mean he's a true alpha where he can, like, be, you know how Tommy sometimes it'd be like, hey, it's third and one, just get out the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Adrian, you know, when he had a good running back, like obviously when we had Divine, and then they had my man down there, Vaughn down there, right? So Oops. then that makes Adrian that much better. Then you have consistent receivers down there. Then he had his buddy down there, Warner. So now he had the connection. That's when you start to see the true Adrian. So if that was really – I think that might have been glossed over too much, and you could probably comment on this better than me. I thought it was glossed over too much. I don't think the importance of the line play and the run play was recognized or emphasized, you know, as the years went on. And then you have, then everybody started to focus on them. And that's hard. It's just a hard spot to be in to play quarterback. It, it's a what very difficult spot. I mean, like you said, his freshman year, he had Devine and he had Stanley, right? Right? And then after yeah. that, after that, what do you have? Wandell? To be honest, I mean, yeah. you had Wandell as his hybrid. Um, so going down there, he had a run. He had a running back. He had an O line, and he had a core receivers that he can depend on. So it took a lot of pressure off him. You know what I mean? When 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 Devine left and 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 Stanley left, it was he and Wandell with an old line that wasn't, you know, Big Ten yeah. Big Ten ready, week in and week out. So um, I think he 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 benefited from that, and and you you saw what he can do if he was in the right situation. Here's the one question I have, uh, Kenny, that just your opinion is like, do you, do you think in your assumption that Adrian loves football? Do I? Yeah. Yes. Yes. See, that was always a question I had, whether he truly loved football. And I think down there, it looked like he loved football. So up here, it looked like, Early on, his freshman year, he loved football. Right. And I think the the things. Was it internal pressure that took it out of him or external? I think it was both. It was a combination of both that, that, that took the love. and the Again, Jay Foreman, if you're my guy, right? Right. You're my guy. And we don't have a relationship off the field. What, what do you think my feelings is going to be? Do you- yeah, I am, yeah, I understand. I mean, uh, <laughs> hey, trust me, you know, the, the difference between, between playing for Coach Samuel in college when I did and the first year Coach Bowl came in, mm-hmm. it didn't, I didn't, didn't lessen me because I had Coach McBride. So I was already kind of a, a quasi defense alignment because I did, you know, help set the defense. But, you know, I saw how it affected some players and how it could affect the whole team. And when you have a young kid and what people don't understand when you're, you know, you're saying these guys are Sunday guys and all that. And and I get it. You get excited. You know, you I mean, I look, I can only imagine as a coach. And 
to fly across the country, see potential in Adrian, bring him in, willing to uh, tell Joe Burrow, you know, it's not going to work out, and he takes the lead by storm at, at times, you know, it, it's a good feeling. And you start to say, man, what could be? You start to think what, what could happen, what could be, what, what, what the potential could be. But then you also have to pump the brakes to understand he's still an 18-year-old kid that needs to be developed off the field probably more than on the field or as much as on the field and pushed mentally and held accountable to keep it in check because what's coming next is probably the hardest season he's ever going to face. That sophomore year or your second year in the league after doing well, you're going to see it this year, you know, in the NFL, those rookies that got off this year. You know, if you ain't Jamar Chase or Jefferson, you in some trouble, yep. especially offense and defense in line. So that's where I think they missed the point. I think Adrian probably got a little bit uh, – I don't think he was ever lazy, but I think he got a little fat and happy off the accolades. I think the 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 pressure to get better got, you know, de-escalated some when he should have escalated it. Um, and then it probably, you know, messed with him internally because he expected the same success. That's what he should expect. He's 18, he's 18, 19 years old. He don't know any better. And so, uh, you know, that's what the one question I always had. But not, but when I watched him this year, I saw the passion. He looked a lot more free. Um, I think him getting out in that culture and not having, he was, he was the guy that would talk in front of the camera, but he really wasn't expected to lead. Mm-mm. You know what I mean by that? Can you tell, can you talk about the difference? Some people are leaders and some people, I wouldn't say a follower, but some people are, Lead by example. Destined just, just by lead by example. So Adrian Kemp comes in his freshman year. Uh, we have the program comes in, and the program is this uh, core of military guys, ex-military guys that they, they do team bonding and team building activities with the team. So we went over to the Devaney Center, and uh, we had a, a a pool exercise. So it was Adrian and uh, McCaffrey. And what's the other quarterback? Not not McCaffrey. Um, O'Brien, right? We did Ben Pob or Vedral at that point. It was Pob. Pob. Okay. Vedral came in. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Later, um, Pob and uh, Tristan Jebia. Jebia. Yep. There we go. Jebia and and O'Brien. Right. Agent was the one, the most talkative, the most vocal. He was the leader from day one. He was a leader. He stepped out there. He wasn't afraid to put himself out there, but he was the one that was barking out signals, barking out what to do. And he was a good athlete. I mean, he got in the pool, and and I was like, this, you know, just to watch, just watching his demeanor. It was, it was like right. a kid that was already professional. And right. then, so that's why you saw that, and then you saw that his freshman year, the way he played, and then again. Sophomore year, junior year started declining because I think there was other things that was affecting him that he will never say. He will never right. say it, you know, but there was other things outside of football that was affecting him. Again, if, if Jay, you my guy, I'm going to say this right. again. If you my guy, you my guy, I say you my guy, I'm going to show you my guy outside of football. Right. We, yeah. It's, 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 uh... it's I mean, it's a give take relationship. You want me to go lay it on the line for you, but I can't come talk to you about certain things. Or I feel like I can't talk to you about certain things because you don't talk to me outside of the in, out of football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and it's definitely different. You know, these kids are different. The way that you recruit them is different. 
you know, I firmly believe, you know, that you don't have to be their buddy, buddy all the time, but no. you have to be there for them uh, because that actually makes them uh, play for you more and, you know, go to bat for you more. If they feel like you are there as a necessary evil for them to get paid, these kids these days or majority of them um, will shut down on you and we'll just kind of go through the motions and then that will spread throughout the team and you won't even know. Yep. You know what's funny about the, this modern day athlete? They know how to fake it till they till you make it better than it, than we ever did. They could actually go and kind of give effort that on the on the surface will look a hundred percent, but it's not not that one hundred and ten percent that I'm going to run through that wall for Coach Osborne, Coach McBride, Coach Wilhite because I know we we didn't been through, through some depth talks. I know he actually really cares about me, so forth and so on. I really didn't understand it until I saw it up close and personal. And, uh, you know, that's just one of the things about coaching. You know, you, it, it's, it's, it's a 24 seven job, 365, 24 or 24, seven, 365, man. You know, I always say this in, in, in we got about what we got two or three minutes. Kenny, I always say the hardest recruiting job. I think, you know, I wouldn't say I'm not going to overstep my boundary and saying going out and recruiting is easy. I do think recruiting isn't as hard as some people make it. But I think the hardest recruiting job is continually re-recruiting the guys on your roster day in and day out, week in and week out, season in and season out, in-season, off-season, you know, pre-signing period. Now you got the portal period. You got to deal with social media in, the, in these, like, blogs of saying, hey, they're looking at Kenny Wilhite coming in to take Jay Foreman's spot. You got to make sure that you're you're nurturing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the I think that's harder because those are the guys that you're going to win more majority of games with. Those are the guys that actually see you at your best and at your worst. They see you when you come in and coaching and you stressed out or you know you you might not be up to snuff or they've seen you not having a personal relationship with somebody that's not even in your room. Now they're looking at you sideways. So now you got to prove it to them double time. So talk on that, the re-recruitment of your present-day roster and how important that is to your success throughout the whole your whole well, your whole tenure as a coach, but then obviously a success as a team. I mean, it's just like us. These kids aren't 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 dumb. They right. they know if you genuinely care about them or if you don't. Um but you hit the you hit the nail on the head. The kids that are on your campus right now are the ones that you need to recruit. Because with the portal that you know once the portal came came about you have to recruit them even heavier now or they're going to jump in the portal so again i'm not trying to toot my own horn but again you know that i always try to make every kid that i ran into feel like they were important right they were an important part of this program they were an important part of this family um i used to go sit in the, in in front of suites dorm at night and, and, you know, just to make sure once the freshman showed up in the summer, I used to right. go sit in front of the suites. But I'd do a drive by 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night. If I see somebody hanging out, i be like, hey, bro, we got, you know, you got you got this in the morning. You might want to go to bed. Or have you eaten anything? You know what I mean? What have, right. you, what have you eaten today? So I always try to make make a point, especially with the freshmen coming from far away. You know, they get in that dorm room. They get homesick. We call, them, we, we call them highway 80 eyes. 
shit, they be ready to get on that Highway 8 and, and heading back wherever they wherever they came from. So I always took it upon myself to make sure that those kids knew they were 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 needed as people first and foremost. Were wanted as right. as people. So that was that was something I prided myself on. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. That's that first segment in that first hour. Old school Kenny Wilhite, Jay Foreman. We'll be right back. We're gonna jump into some uh NFL and NBA news next. 